0: Welcome to episode 69. Nice. nice. Yeah. A story mode a video game podcast, the official podcast at storymodegaming.com. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and I'm joined today by five beautiful faces. We're Keelan Simpson. Hello. We've got Simon Evans. Hey, hi. Lauren McLean. Hi. <laughs> He's not going to say anything, apparently. <laughs> I said hi. She's done with me. I no, said no, hi. No. Four Uh, beautiful faces and Lauren, who's going to ignore me.
1: And Shawnee Collins. 69,
0: nice. 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 I'm so happy. I'm so happy we made it to the sex number. When we started this podcast, this was my intention. The moment we basically, as soon as we got past episode 10, it's like, okay, we can continue this. I'm like, cool. 59 more episodes to go. (laughs) And it it feels good. It feels good. The number in the episode.
2: I'm sure it does. How it's are you easy. doing? I'm sure it
0: does. <laughs> Much I, I've, worse. I've, I've, I've heard <laughs> now stories that of said it. that. <laughs> well, you know. Tall tales. Episode six and nine. We should all be enjoying it. How <laughs> is everyone doing today?
2: All right. Mine. It's is cold.
0: It is yeah. cold.
2: I'm so sorry. I mentioned the weather instantly, but I'm fucking freezing. I'm fucking. Because you
0: live, you live in like a town where the sun don't come.
2: The sun don't shine.
0: <laughs> the sun doesn't That's exist. True. The sun, don't
3: come. Yeah. Yeah. sun don't come, it's yeah. Sun don't come. That's true. Sixty nine. That's fine. bringing it back on. Nice work.
2: It <laughs> did me proud. Anyway, Sean, how's your
1: weekend been? Been fantastic. It's been full of uh, a very, very, very fun game on PlayStation Five. Is that Ratchet and Clank, perchance? Bit, a bit, a bit, a bit old Ratchet and Clank, Rift apart.
0: With the old Ratchet and Clank. We both finished that today.
1: We did, and we'll get we'll get
0: into that in a in a,
1: in a moment because I have
0: have many. Many things to say. Um, and look, there may be a review going up on our website later on this week, storymodegaming.com. So, make sure you check keep check that out. Keep an eye on it. If you don't want keep an eye on it, if you want us to keep an eye it for you and tell you that it's up there, make sure you follow us on social media, at StoryModeAUS, because there'll be a tweet about it, and you'll know. We also now have a Discord server. So, if you want to come talk shit about games, and I've been talking about footy a lot in there, mm-hmm. music. All sorts of things. If you want to have a chat with like-minded folk, um, jump into our social media and there'll be a link there for our Discord server. But with that, let's uh, let's jump into the week of games that was. And like I said, Sean and I have just wrapped up Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart, the new game from Insomniac, and a return to form, for me personally, of platforming games. Now, let's just... Go with the, the fir- first things first with Ratchet & Clank, I think, when we speak about it. Um, how is this game so beautiful? How does the game look like this?
1: Mm-hmm. It really shows off the power of the PS5, doesn't it?
0: I, well, yeah, this is one of the few PlayStation 5 exclusives. So yes. it's been this and Returnal for the most part. And if this is what the next gen looks like, um, for me personally, the PS5 is worth the money. Agreed. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And have you been playing it on fidelity mode or performance mode?
1: I've been playing it on performance, and it still looks fucking unbelievable. Like, yeah, how how's that? Sixty frames, smooth, really smooth. It's So um, smooth. Agreed. Yeah, it's. I, I I always like to play my games on performance. So, Sar, si, you're playing it on performance as well.
4: I'm I'm playing it on performance RT, so performance ray tracing, and. There are certain scenes, even even within the first planet that you visit, where the ray tracing just completely shifts the way that you feel about the environment. Like yeah. you walk into a club, and with the ray tracing on, just the way the light is bouncing off of all of the objects, the metallic stuff in just the right way, it's just like, oh yeah, that's that is that is what this is about.
0: I've seen pictures because there's like there's quite an in-depth photo mode that I haven't had I haven't had a proper time to fuck around with yet, but I'm going to. But I saw a few people posting shots on uh, or videos on Twitter of them messing around with it. You can actually see ray tracing in Ratchet's eyeball.
2: Mm, that's crazy. That's
0: messed up. That's that's
2: messed uh, up, man. And
0: every, every bolt, as well, yeah, has its own reflective qualities.
3: Sorry to you know plug uh, another. Um, I guess, a platform, but, um, the people at digital foundry on YouTube uploaded this incredible Mm. interview with like the lead, like graphics person on ratchet and clank. And it's freaking fascinating. And the amount of attention to detail, the time that they spent in getting those little things, right. And all those little things just add up to make something that's much greater than the sum of its parts. Like when you look at that game, holy shit. I would advise has, you to watch that interview.
0: Like, has Insomniac just quietly gone about it and are now, like, the best developer going around? Miles Morales, and then months later, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. What? H- how? If I had to get tell... I mean, but you can't just, like, throw... I mean, they're, yeah, they're loaded. they got a lot of money. <laughs> but you can't just throw money at a studio and then expect this to come from it. That's an yeah. extremely talented and creative group of people, and they're developing some really, really cool tech over there. I'm—I mean—I I don't know what's going to have do next. That's, I guess the next Spider-Man will be the next thing. Next them, Spider, I guess.
3: yeah.
2: Or or Ooh. Sunset Overdrive too. I opened yes. it up the other day. I opened up Sunset Overdrive on my Xbox, and I was like, "Fuck, I can't wait for this to possibly, maybe one day be another game."
3: Lord, <laughs> I started playing that uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually and Good. I'm thrilled with the mechanics. It feels so nice it's, to play. Have you played before? It's real before?
2: fun. It's real no. fun. Oh,
0: yeah, real fun lo- game.
2: Yeah, a lot of people weren't a fan of the tug-and-cheek, um, you know, story yeah, and all that kind yeah, of shit yeah. of it. Like they were like, you know, that, that really put them off it in general. But, like, all that aside, it's a really solid game yeah. with, like, really cool-feeling gameplay and um, real smooth, real smooth. Yeah,
3: exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Jesse and Short and uh, Simon as well, Does Ratchet and Clank have, like, a similar kind of feel to it?
0: Um, Yes. When it comes to, like, movement and momentum, for memory, yeah, it was very – it flowed really well in Sunset Area Drive. It was very much a precursor to the movement in Spider-Man, so they definitely had that sort of down pat. There are moments where you are linking things together. You have these, like, rocket boots, and you can skate with them, and when you jump, you do, like, a flip sometimes that you can string that into this weird, like – shift movement you can do where if you press circle you just sudden like slide anywhere and you sort of ripple through time it's a really cool effect but when you start stringing stuff like that that together and you're doing your strafe and your backflips and stuff like that yeah it feels really smooth and just you feel agile in the game Mm. which Mm. is very reminiscent of like sunset and uh spider-man um also speaking of sunset i got have you got the rhino
1: yeah. No. Rhino 8? No. that's uh, That was going to so be my next thing, thing.
0: I was hoping... I wish this was kept a secret. But then in something started tweeting about it, and there was a bunch of screenshots that went everywhere. They did start to... Um, and we've already discussed in the early. podcast before. Um, Where there's a, the Rhino. Rhino, R-Y-N-O, the new one. This gun has been in every Ratchet Clank game. Um, doing slightly different things. Normally just shooting a shit ton of rockets. But in this one it rips a dimensional portal open. Those portals will sometimes like a shipping container will fall out or a bomb or a statue or a big rock or whatever. But every once in a while, it will drop something in from another game. Uh, so far, I've had a few things coming from Horizon, uh, which is just really cool. What, what's it's cool to see. I've had a Thunder Thunderjaw and I, uh, what are the like Sabertooth Tiger things?
1: Uh, Ripjaw? jaw No.
0: Maybe not. Metal Cat. Metal Cat. I want to jump in. Um, there was a robot from Sunset Drive. And I, I know that there is a Sly that. Cooper thing. Because the Sly mm. Cooper averse is mentioned a few times throughout the game.
4: Yes. Yes, I do remember. There's a
0: few little nods to, yeah, nods yeah. to Sly Cooper throughout. I'm like, oh, this is nice. This feels
4: Bring back Sly like
0: Cooper. very Avengers. This is a very Avengers sort of project. And I won't go into what happens at the end. But even the music at the end, during the end credits, is Super Avengers. It, it feels like suddenly all these first-party Sony games are part of a connected universe in a very strange way. And there's, there's a cool, like, kind of cute pocket of games that Sony has. That is, like, It's you know, like Cooper, Jack and Dexter. God,
1: please bring R- back R- to please.
0: Ratchet and Clank. Um, Sunset Overdrive. Stuff like that. Really colourful, fun, sort of goofy games at times if they make their own little shared universe of sorts and become slightly self-referential, not to the extent Ratchet & Clank has been, man, I'm keen on that. Mm. Like, I, I think that could, that could be really fun. It opened up some really interesting possibilities. At no time during Ratchet & Clank does it feel forced. It feels natural, and it feels like they all have a very similar tone, gameplay, art style. So it, it works. Um, now, Cy and Sean, do you have any complaints about the game?
4: Uh, I do. It is very buggy in a lot of ways. Really? Yeah, I've, I've had um, – so I watched my partner play it for a bit and then I played it for a bit and then I watched her play again and she's run into some really weird bugs. Uh, there was one – that we both ran into on the first planet, when you're at the spa, an enemy spawns in a building that you cannot get to. You cannot access, you cannot open the door. Um, They're just stuck in the building. Thankfully, when it happened to me, I'd technically already cleared the combat encounter, so I could just hear this voice line being repeated, and I could hear them shooting at me, but they were just in the building, and I'm like, Whatever, I'm just going to ignore you. Whereas for my partner, it didn't count her as having finished the combat encounter, so she had to wait for the enemy to come basically as right up to the door, and then blow it up. Blow it up that way. Yeah, and it was it was weird. Um, also, a few bugs where the camera's broken and gone really wonky. Um, there was a part where I jumped on an object which definitely had collision 0.3 seconds before, and then I fell right through it.
0: That's weird because I was actually going to say, I would have said I've not had a single problem. I've run into quite a few. I've
1: Hmm. had the same bugs Uh, as you. How about you, Sean? I I had the same one where the person got stuck. I was fortunate where their hand got stuck like halfway in the door, so I just hit their hand a bunch of times so they died. Um, I've I've had ones where... um, you go into, there's bits of levels where you go into a rift and you you get like a piece of armor or something like that. I had one where the whole thing, you kind of float through space in the level, the whole thing just disappeared and I just kept dropping to my death. That happened oh. like three times in a row. Um, that sucks. But apart from that, like I've got no complaints about the gameplay or anything like that. They throw in different uh, things for movement yeah. and whatnot and the story's great. I have complained about
0: the gameplay a little bit. It gets, really competi- or it gets really repetitive at, at, some, yeah. uh, at one point. Mm. um I would have liked okay one of the strengths of Ratchet and Clank is the amount of weapons you have and the weapons are fun they, they have some really cool choices there but a lot of them essentially do the same thing I have like three weapon wheels now I think I've got every weapon you can get in the game so far and this is a lot of things that I'm just not using so like there's an electricity gun which is phenomenal it's Probably my favorite gun in the game, but that sort of takes over from using your basic blaster or the buzz blades you don't really need to use them if you got the electricity gun because it does the same thing of has a wide spread of attack it chains to enemies you're best off using that so I found myself using the same like maybe six weapons over and over again, which it, it is fine, but because you're basically just going from area to area fighting very similar enemies, it was starting to get a little bit repetitive once i knew exactly what my pattern of moves need to be to clear a room out fairly easily um so that was getting a little bit annoying but again that's kind of what you expect from these sort of games uh, platformers do get repetitive because you essentially are doing the same things in in different locations something i will never get sick of though in Ration clank games is rail sections mm. Now, there is a rail section in this game, which I'm putting up as my favorite video game moment since the um, Ashtray Maze in control. Ooh. I'm not going to give away too much, because Simon, I think you're actually pretty close to it now. Does the term, the fixer, mean anything to you yet?
4: Uh, I watched that. I watched my partner play it. So okay.
0: There's the part. I'm not going to give away too much here, but you're using the rails and you're going between... Actually, there's there's two rail sections. There's one where you're going between dimensions, and there's this one where there is a very large robot that's interacting with the track and, like, knocking pieces off. as you jump on the robot, you grind along the back and things like that. It is the coolest action sequence I've seen in the game in fucking years. It is amazing. Insomniac set pieces, because I'm thinking about, like, Miles Morales and stuff like that, are top, I, I, I think, the best going around in gaming at the moment. They're fun. They are cinematic. And they're interactive as well. A lot of sometimes cinematic moments in games, they kind of make you take the back seat. No, these ones you can fuck up. Yeah,
4: well, that's actually something I was going to say is uh, there was an issue. When when I watched my partner play it, there was a a section where you're supposed to jump to one of the wall running bits to avoid an obstacle. Um, First time she tried that, she actually phased through the wall ended up on top of the object but the camera was still stuck below so we couldn't even see where rivet was we're like what the hell and then she took like she tried to walk and spawned underneath the object and fell to her death and it just completely killed that moment then and it was like ow
0: i I kind of you know for a game this sort of ambitious and with this much going on bugs are going to be in every game
4: Uh, Look, it's one of those So hopefully they
0: get patched out early, because, yeah, I've been lucky. I haven't gotten any yet. But I think if if you're getting that many, hopefully they're patched out soon.
4: The thing that I'm finding, though, is that Ratchet & Clank is quite forgiving with its checkpoint system. Uh, If you do die in those segments, it spawns you back relatively quickly. Um, So it's... Yeah, it's frustrating, but it's never such a major setback. It's not like in certain RPGs where if you... Get stuck on an object or a quest doesn't load properly.
0: You start the whole thing over again.
4: Hours of gameplay. Oh. It's like, oh, you lose maybe a couple of minutes at
0: most. Um, I've given up on so many games and that had to happen. I like completely of just like, I'm not touching
3: him again. Mm. Um, were the like the initial releases of Miles Morales and Spider-Man were they buggy at all? In your oh, yes, he do- he gets bitten by a bug. Yes. <laughs>
1: That was very witty of you. That's why I called
0: Spider-Man. I, I've gotta
4: give you that one, actually. Yeah. Like, I can't even be mad. Because
0: I was so dead um, faced doing it. Uh
4: Mars Morales had a few issues. Mm. Um, but not this many. But also it was a much smaller scale game. Yeah. Um and then the original uh Spider-Man on PS4, I don't think had
3: that many overall. Mm. Um it's surprising, because yeah, what you're describing, Simon, that's pretty like Kind of big stuff. Yeah. It uh, wrong, so.
4: The problem, the, the thing I'm finding, as I said, it's, is that it's, it's happening often enough that it's a pain in the butt. However, the game accommodates for failure quite nicely. And so you don't, you, you're never unfairly punished for
1: something yeah, if, that you have no a lot of progress over. It, it'll be very annoying. That would kill like the game, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: before we sort of move into our next topic, can we just mention as well, you mentioned Rivet before? Mm hmm. How good is Rivet? Man. The characters introduced in this game, I
1: adore so goddamn much. I had an interesting conversation with a friend who's already finished this game ahead of me, and I said, like, controversial, but I like Rivet more than Ratchet. I, I think I'm Ooh. in the same boat. Yeah. Ooh. She's uh.
0: really well written, really well acted, and she has a kind of complexity to her, which I quite enjoy. You may not. It may. It comes later on in the game, where she gets really, really good. But I like her a lot, um, and I also like how it's something like, "Yeah, look, if you get weapons and upgrades from one character, just go to the next one because you know." Magic, I really <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I liked it, and it's just it—it's it, kind of sh- shoot uh, away with one line from Mrs. Zircon, the uh, yeah, the sales bot. He's just like, "Oh, good news! Our silent, uh, our mutual friend, yeah, has been buying us stuff, so we will share them between you both." I'm like, "Okay, good, cool. good enough for me." That's cool.
4: Yeah, I I, I like that. I appreciate that. And I also think um, it, it lends itself quite well to experimentation. When you do max out a weapon and you go, okay, cool. Well, I don't need to use this weapon for any reason other than obviously just for the sake of the fact that I know what I'm doing with it. And I like that it encourages you to use other weapons by having that level up system. And the upgrade system, which is also handled really nicely, upgrade materials are very frequent. And unique. yeah, and
0: the, I, I quite like that upgrade. The upgrade like matrix that you go through. Yeah, and if I you like surround that. certain bonuses, you'll get different things for your weapons. It's, yeah. it's a cool system. But like I said earlier, we'll have a full. Uh, why am I? Why am I committing to this?
4: I will write a review this week. I think this it. is a game that, does, that deserves a written review. You okay,
0: guess. you heard that here first. Simon will write a review and it'll be up this week. Good that stuff, Simon. Thanks for your volunteering. do not on your side. <laughs> it's always appreciated. So make sure you check out storymodegaming.com. I'm getting good at these plugs. Now, put on your conspiracy hats, okay? Because I, I saw something in the last few days. It's something bubbling away on Twitter, but bubbling away on social media. And I kept seeing, seeing the name Kojima. I'm a Kojima stan. Okay. I like me Metal Gear solids. I like me some Death Stranding. And I just like the man as a whole. Because he's, he's an enigma. He is a true personality in the game sphere. Love him or hate him. You've got to appreciate. He is fucking bizarre at times. And I like that. Okay. He's a very interesting person. There have been rumors going around that he is involved him a new indie, quote unquote, studio called uh, Blue Box Studios, are uh, working together on a little follow up to a little game called Silent Hill. Now, yeah, did look, you guys look. catch a a trailer for a uh, game called Abandoned? Back in uh, April, it was shown the State of Play, I believe, at April April ninth or so.
3: Hmm.
0: I could couldn't say. Couldn't say a word about
3: it. Um, I, I was I was not impressed when I saw it. Nah, that's all I could say about it. It's.
0: I think maybe people are bored <laughs> with our uh, lockdown stuff and they've gone down the rabbit hole. But there are some very interesting tidbits that have been um, compiled on uh, on Reddit at r/slash uh, gaming leaks and rumors, and this is from a this fellow user. Is that it? No, I don't know. It's a bunch of people have written this list together. It's a really in depth list, and I'm just going to go through it. By the time I'm through with this fucking rant, I'm about to go on. I want you to tell me, you guys, to tell me if you're on board or not. Okay, so, start off with a tweet from, I've been calling Blue Ball Studios, episode 69, Blue Box Studios, saying, Abandon equals first letter S, last letter L. Silent Hill, maybe. Who knows? Hideo, Hideo Kojima used a fake studio. So I'm just reading off my phone. Hidea Kojima used a fake studio when teasing both Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, and PT. The one for PT was named 7780s Studios, and the one for Metal Gear Solid V was from Sweden. Abandon received a short teaser trailer on PlayStation's YouTube channel alongside a blog post hinting for a release later this year. Now, the Silent Hill composer also tease a new game reveal for summer 2021, which Konami came out and said no, but fuck em. The animated PS Studios logo that plays ahead of the first party games glows blue for a moment, creating a what? A blue box. Kojima recently tweeted a bunch of uh, books in the background. A lot of them contain the word silent. A lot of them contain the word hill. New Silent Hill merchandise just got re-released in Konami's store. What was that about? There are no safe trademarks for blue box games Studios, but the trailer... Claim that it's trademarked, so who knows what's going on there. Blue Box Game Studio's YouTube banner is a bunch of hills. The Blue Box Game Studio logo is basically the PlayStation Studio's logo inverted. Blue Box is a term for a phone scam. This could be a goddamn game scam. Employees at the company's LinkedIn profile use stock photos. Jeff Keighley, who you may know from Death Stranding itself, follows the studio, a small indie studio, mind you, on Twitter and Instagram, and confirmed that he's in talks with Blue Box to help them promote their quote-unquote game. at the In the Abandoned trailer, at the 49 seconds mark, the letters P and T are covered up. A couple of months after the first getting released, Blue Box Game Studios revealed that Abandoned would get its own PS5 app, which would let players run the game's trailers in real-time on the PS5. This is curiously specific, thing that not even first-party PlayStation Studios games have done. Said raise some eyebrows that this unknown game studio would be the first to pioneer the feature. Another game they got a console application as a teaser for an upcoming release, Keelan, do you know what it was? It was a fucking PT, okay? The Twitter handle for Blue Box Studios is B- at BB Game Studios. A possible reference to Death Destr- reference is a little baby. It's called BB. Blue Box tweeted in one of the tweets that the game would feature quote, snowflakes of blood, the same snowflakes of blood used in the PT teasers. Blue Box Game Studios appears to have been founded in 2015, one year after the release of PT, and around the time that Kojima and Kanabe were having their little breakup. Blue Box Game Studios' other game is called The Whisperer, and which was completed by a different studio. Guess what its logo is? A black handprint, just like Death Stranding. Okay, this is, I'm, I'm gonna be just reading this out. One of the cancelled games named was Lost Tapes, which is the soundtrack in Metal Gear Solid 5. Now, Sam, Port of Bridges, as you know. In the new Destroying Director's Cut trailer, uses a backpack with a Netherlands logo. Guess where Blue Box Studios is supposedly located? The fucking Netherlands. Hassan Karam, uh, Karama, Karaman. Hassan Karaman. The head of Blue Box Studios. HK. Hideo Kojima as well. Most of the tweets made by Blue Box are at strange local time hours of around 3 a.m. Um, the studios claim to be located in the Netherlands. Kojima is located in Japan, which is seven hours ahead in time, which makes a lot more sense. Hassan Karaman has an account on PSN with a total number of... uh Oh, wait. Sorry. Scratch that one. That one's stupid. I'm not going to bog down my whole rant with that one. Okay. But this Hassan That's guy has lines, a so. YouTube channel called 2727. Silent Hills was cancelled on April 27th. Karaman has a... uh PS Store account, which is Sneaky Warrior, that uses Siren Head as an image. Junji Ito reacted to Siren Head a few months ago and implied about working with Kojima. Hideo translated from Japanese to Turkish means Karaman. Now this is a good one. I like this one, okay? Which is the last name of Hasan Karaman, the head of Blue Box. Both of their names mean hero in their respective languages. And this is the one where they've gone too far and they've lost their fucking minds. Hasan Karaman has an Apple Apple App Store Profile with a bunch of low-quality asset flip games under his belt. The only app that's not a game is called Go XL, which says under the health and fitness category, description of this app says that one point, personal training program. Lauren, what is another term for a personal trainer?
2: A PT, Jesse.
0: PT. <laughs> it's happening. End of year. There's a game. is a silent hill game that was abandoned. And Like like, for Konami abandoned Kojima. Even if you listen, if you watch the video... And the trailer for this game, it's talking about like, you know, being left behind and stuff like that, not knowing if you could go on, but fighting through it just like Hideo Kojima did. Now, I don't buy into it.
3: <laughs> this is some QAnon shit. This is like, holy fuck. I yeah. don't buy into it.
2: What about the head transplant doctor that happened a few years back with, Ko- with Kojima and Metal Gear and all that stuff? It's just, it's, sorry, I'm just saying that Kojima and conspiracy theories are all...
0: No, wait, wait, connected. wait. You remember know this Italian head transplant thing? Was that, how was that linked? <laughs> wait, what did I miss? What?
2: It was like a doctor in one of the Metal Gear Solid games. That was like a reference to like someone getting a head transplant and I don't know, it was something. We, yeah, so we discussed it on our old podcast once.
0: There was the, an Italian doctor who was going to do a head transplant because I remember a discussion with somebody. Was like, is it a body transplant or a head transplant? I think it's a body transplant.
2: I'll find it. I'll find out and I'll, I'll get back to you.
0: Do you think there are the possibility that this, hap- this could happen or do you just think I've been out in the sun too long?
4: I think not only have you been left out in the sun too long, but you've also been left in the washing machine too long, put in the dryer <laughs> for a bit too long. Because I've and shrunk. have <laughs> yeah, your brain shrunk. And yeah, smoothed a- out a little bit. And
2: well, hey, Jesse didn't look- come up with this. He's just Sorry. reading off a. Oh, hey, no, I, I no, could
0: have put no, this no. list <laughs> together. This is <laughs> this is put together by smarter smarter minds than I. Okay, and I like when people go down this this route. Because look, Cause look I'm- it's it's weird. But if anyone anyone in gaming is going to do this shit and has done similar, not to this extent shit like this before, it's Hideo. I love Spaghetti Kojima.
4: Exactly, <laughs> Jesse. Look, I will not yeah. deny that that if anything if anyone in the gaming industry is going to be this batshit insane it is absolutely Kojima I will accept that and that is obviously with that in mind there is that small part of me that is like yeah but what, what if however even for Kojima this is beyond excessive I think like this is I think,
0: okay nah I think when you actually dial it back, getting- I actually don't think it's, it's that big of a leap. It, aesthetically, it looks very much like Silent Hill. The name thing is something he's done before. I think with uh, one of the Metal Gear Solid games, or possibly PT, I can't remember which one of them it was, uh, one of the creators was like an anagram of his name when they didn't want to say that Hideo was involved with it directly. It may have it was probably PT in that case. Um, the Blue Box Studios makes sense. The like, PlayStation Studios logo is that blue box having that changed to a proper playstation studios um developer makes a lot of sense um i guess the thing that comes out against it is blue box has come out and they tweeted and like uh just no we're not working with kojima they came out and said it pretty boldly but then they always have this is going to be one of those things where
2: they came out and they said, no, we're not working with it. Everyone's like, shh, they're lying. And then they're going to come out, it's really going to be, no, this is an entirely different game and everyone's going to be very mad at them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, like it, we it, told I, you I, the th-
2: truth. We told you that months ago and it's like, well, you fucking shouldn't have let us on. Well,
0: that's it the thing. Be, I think yeah, that's exactly. this could be Why a, did you tweet a, at three
2: in the morning when Japan's ten?
0: <laughs> this could be a very clever tweet, the whole like starts with S, ends with L sort of thing. Um, A very supposedly clever tweet that's gotten out of hand. And it will re- really suck if this is a small indie studio. This is going to hurt them because there will be backlash to it and just, just yeah. how fucking gamers are. Don't be like that. I'm interested to see what this abandoned game is nonetheless because it's got t- tonally, I'm into it. Um,
1: But look, I don't know. Sean, what do you think? I think All Eyes are on their release now to see how it turns out. Um, I like I love when people string shit together like this and it makes you think about it. And like all the shit you're saying, I was like, fuck, I really hope this turns yeah. out to be this, man. But if it's unfortunately not, and it's some little indie studio, they're just doing a the game. They're like, hey, we just want to release our game. There's no Kojima shit. Can't it was a perfect arc but. that I went through while researching this.
0: Of like, no, no. And then you're like, wait, yes, of <laughs> course this is. And then you get to the end, it's like, no. But look,
1: we'll wait and Bob, see. Probably gonna help them sell copies there.
0: Oh, mm. uh, yeah, because people will play it hoping for hints of the next
1: yeah. fucking Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah,
0: because we're all insane. Well, that was fucked. Speaking of fucking episode 69, so we thought we would do <laughs> a little topic on the best relationships in game, the best ways you can form relations in the game, because let's face it, that's an act you have to be pretty close to the other person to do. So, we all have games slash genres, subgenres of games we're going to discuss, where you as a player have agency over the relationships that you put together throughout your, your journey. So a lot of games have incredible relationships, you know, God of War, basically all the PlayStation first-party games, where they are written narratively formative to, you know, the relationship and stuff like that. But there are other games where they give you a bit of agency, so we could all play it slightly differently, and all come away a little bit, a little bit different with how we uh, like or dislike other characters. So you know what? I'm just gonna take, I'm just gonna pick up the ball and run with it, and just say as my game RPGs as a whole, screw you guys. I'm taking all the good ones. So <laughs> Fallout, Cyberpunk, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, blah 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 blah. These games use dialogue options to let you talk with their, um, other characters, form bonds, form relationships, sometimes make enemies. As a whole, do you guys like this mechanic?
2: Yes.
4: Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I think it can be done better. I think it has been done better, but we'll get to that in a moment.
0: Mm, we can, okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, I like it in theory i don't think i think a few games have done it really well i think out of wilds for me is sorry out of worlds fuck one day i'll get that right out of worlds did it well because look in a lot of games there is sort of three options you can have with a character i hate them i don't mind them i'm gonna bang them they're the three options you have and all your options, all your dog options boil down to that. I'd like that in Outer, Wo- Outer Worlds, God damn it, Outer Worlds, it lets you be friends with them. So, have you guys played Outer Wo- Worlds? God damn it, I don't even mean to be doing that.
2: <laughs> Which one is this?
0: Outer Worlds is the one that's uh, Fallout, it but it also is not it Fallout. Is it the one it that I played? Last year. Space Fallout?
2: No. Um, Alien Creatures?
0: Yes, Aliens. the World? Sure.
2: I don't know. Is it the one that I played?
0: I'm going to say the, yes. I don't know everything you've played. Every
2: sets, every 20 minutes? No, no that's, that's Outer Wilds. Okay, out then I Wilds. haven't played it.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the the better game. But that same year, we had Outer Wilds in about March, then we had Outer Worlds in, say, August or so. Um, uh, there's a character yes. named, P- named Pavadi in that game, and the internet actually fell in love with her because you have this really down-to-earth and real conversations with her. Um. I found out they are very, like, insecure about certain things. They don't know. They kind of doubt themselves a little bit. And you have a genuine conversation with them where they don't, like, you know, hating them, being neutral towards them, stuff like that is sort of knocked to the side to actually have a conversation. And it doesn't really lead the story anywhere necessarily. Cool, she's on your team, but you can basically force her to be on your team regardless. This is purely to make sure that you have a connection with her. So your other choices in the game, you actually feel like you have a bit of a team with you now. So your other choice with other characters are affected by that. And I've never had other games do that very well because other games kind of just boil it down to those three options. Cyberpunk was kind of ham-fisted with how they did it, especially when you, I think if you're going to make some characters you can speak to in games, um, you make it that you can, um, have romantic entanglements with them if you will it needs to be across the board i think it doesn't matter which character you're playing which gender or whatever you're playing as if there are romance options it needs to work with everyone and i found with cyberpunk some of them just you had all these options they just didn't go anywhere it's like oh that's that's a bit weird felt like, felt like it should go a certain way um i guess flip side of that is game like mass effect we can kiss everyone which is great but then also you have the uh, the more negative options. They have ramifications as well because you know people leave your team, people die, and they it actually goes on. It's continuous between games. So They actually have an effect. Keelan, you're a bit of a Mass Effect fan. You have probably played the most hours here because I've sort of hit a wall with the uh, Legendary Edition. What do you? F- how do you feel about the uh, the relationships formed in Mass Effect?
3: I think they're mostly okay, you know, the vast majority of Mass Effect fans gravitated towards one particular relationship with one particular character, that is Garrus. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I don't understand mm-hmm. the appeal. Because he's a big lizard it? space ball. what do you want? Yeah, but like, there's nothing attractive about him and then, oh no, that's spoilers, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really... Don't
0: spoil this 50 year old game.
3: I don't really understand that appeal. But um, there's a lot that you can kind of get into with Mass Effect. There are the, the differing elements and all the characters are very distinct and really well written. So there's something in there for everyone. I really like what they've done there. Um, Bioware's relationships and games in general, they always put in like a fair bit of effort into it when they don't really need to, but like, I don't know, it's part of their their magic. I'm not a big Bioware fan i wow. i think
0: i'm actually falling in love with dragon dragon age when i eventually play it but whenever people tell me hey play Bioware games it's because the relationships formed when i heard wow. about you know for years about mass effect it wasn't so much i was hearing like oh the gameplay is great and stuff like that it was like no you need to go kiss this lizard man you need to go kick this this, this racist out of your team <laughs> and it, it does that part really well even in the first game i, I i'm liking that another thing that mass effect does well that not all games on my list do well. I'm looking at Fallout 4, namely. So you know when it gives you like three or four options to, of what to say? One of the things that drives me insane is when your character doesn't say exactly what's written there. And that annoys yeah. me. But as yeah. long as it's along the same lines, I can forgive it. Fallout 4 wasn't quite like that. Because your character would overreact the question. Like, you know, your answer. Say it was just like a binary answer of like yes and no. And you press no. Your character's like, no, fuck you. I hate everything here. I'm going to kill everyone. It's like, no, I didn't say that. I just disagreed with them. Mm-hmm. And I found these options were sort of being taken up. The game gave me agency. I selected something, and then the game would put their own spin on it. It's like, ah, you need to be clear about that because that I didn't want to say it like that. I didn't want to have that tone on that, and it's affecting how I'm putting myself into the game a little bit. Uh, Sly, si, you, you think there's a game that does this well, eh?
4: Uh, yeah I think going back to Bioware um the best implementation they've ever had of dialogue options is in Knights of the Star Wars and Knights of the Old Republic because your decisions and your conversations with people have a very specific repercussion um and basically the end game can be decided entirely on who you decide to be nice to and who you decide to be a jerk to so depending on who you're a jerk to, like if you um, you meet various factions and if you're a jerk to the various factions, at the end game, they will come and attack you. They will band together to fight you because you have upset them. Whereas if you are their friend, then they will join your side yeah. and fight against the other factions that you have specifically upset. Be- and the... The shift in the dynamic with that is, I think, something we've only ever really seen in Kotor. Well, I think to.
0: a few games have done the whole thing of, like, depending on how you know you've pissed off one group of people, if they're going to be your allies or not. I think a few games have kind yeah, of done that. Fallout th- sort of does that with its faction and stuff like that. It's, it's handled really better well in
4: Kotor. Because one of the things way I don't better.
0: like is when it's very clear what the options are, it's like, oh, that's way too. I feel like you've given me the illusion of freedom with my dialogue options here. But it really, the only ones, it's very clear which ones matter and which ones don't. And that bugs me. And that's why I like Outer Worlds, because it's kind of like, hey, a bunch of these don't matter. A bunch of these are just genuine conversation you can have with a person. Uh, This is for relationship building, not for story and narrative direction. I I liked it a lot. Um, Didn't like any of the gameplay. Fucking hate the gameplay of Outer Worlds. Um, But if they can continue that in the sequel, look, I'll give it a go. It's a bit more in-depth. Now, Kiels, you're in a game that uh, I thought you were going to go in a bit, a bit of a different direction with, but I'm very intrigued by this one. You're talking about a game that we don't really mention often on this podcast. It's a bit of a. No,
3: not at all. We've not never at all. No. Ever spoken about Is this. Is it pronounced
0: Hades? Ha, Hades? Hades. Hades? Hades, baby.
3: Hades. You. Yeah, Jesse, you were just talking about relationship building and. I think that's why this game is so fascinating. There are, there are romance options in it. Obviously, a, a lot of the game is about building relationships, the relationships you build, the gods who grant you uh, boons, but you can actually build relationships outside of those as well with three different characters. You have Dusa, the Gorgon. I love, love Dusa so much. Yeah, Dusa's, Dusa's uh, energetic, I guess, <laughs> um, who looks after the um, the Hades... Realm, Maintenance, what cleaning. It's yeah, yeah. She's basically in charge of maintaining all of the stuff there. You have um Thanatos, who is basically the Grim Reaper, um and weirdly, your half adopted half brother, step something sibling. something like that. Yeah. Something really? Like that? I thought they were Yeah, it. yeah. There's that to it. So anyway, I think they were trying to jump on a on a bandwagon there but anyway um there is also megara the fury mm-hmm. who is one of the bosses um on the first level of the game i have a question to ask you how spoil spoilery can we get with this look
0: spoiler alert for for hades a game that came out a year ago and that everyone should have played and you haven't played it by now go play it come on to consoles real soon holy shit what a game
3: spoiler alert okay great the reason i love These relationships is because it builds gradually and, like, it's slow. It is really, really slow. And you just end up spending a lot of time with these people. So you are talking to them every time you die and you come back. You're having a conversation with them quickly if they're hanging out in the lounge or something like that. You're giving them some nectar or you're giving them some ambrosia, something like that. That's not (laughs) (laughs) euphemism. episode no. 69 baby no hey. actual nectar mm, yeah and s- okay okay jesse uh, you've derailed me now and um you're talking to them and you know like in real life a lot of the time you build and develop relationships with people who you're in close proximity with Megara, for instance, she fucking hates Zagreus. She despises his guts. All she wants to do is murder this boy. And slowly and gradually, you continue to be nice and consistent to her, and she like softens to you slightly. But she's still like, "I hate your guts," but it's my job to kill you. But I like you, and and it slowly changes into that. Whereas with Dusa, she has this professional admiration for you. And she's kind of just like looking at you like, oh, my God, you're so good at what you do. I really admire you, all of this stuff. And Zagreus misinterprets that as romantic interest. So you are following this entire romance storyline, thinking that Dusa likes you. And you're doing all the things that you would do in like a, you uh, know, an RPG or like a dating sim and stuff. You're giving her the things that she's asking for, the gifts and stuff.
0: You know that whole section oh. reminds you off, Like... It's very like after work drinks sort of vibe where it's yeah. everyone relaxed, sort of their guards down and you're forming sort of bonds with people. But you're talking about work. So when you talk to Megara, it's like, you kick my ass out there. It's like, yeah, that's our job. But now we're sort of chilling. I'm in this kitchen. And I also like how sometimes you see those characters interact with each other. Yeah. So the few times mm-hmm. you see Meg and Deuce are talking, it's just about like the job. And yeah. it makes the characters feel really, it makes it feel real.
3: And you know, it slowly starts to stop just like a like a real relationship. You know, you stop talking about work a little bit or like a little bit of the personal bleeds into that. Deuce starts telling you about her motivations and why she works so hard and why she's so dedicated to her role. And you know, you continue on. You're like, oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in, this is great. And you just keep going. And then eventually she's like, actually, wait, hold on. Nope, this is not what I want. And at the end of it all, she gives you back all the gifts that you gave her. Really? As, as part of this thing. She's like, yeah, I'm not interested in you romantically. I appreciate what you've done for me, but have this back. And I, just I did think not that know. That. That's such cool. a, like That blew my mind because I wasn't expecting it. I've never seen something like that um, in romance options in a game before. So, you know, you have your, your Thanatos and your, um, your Megara who you can go ahead and you, once you get to a point, you make the decision to continue giving them these gifts and to sort of progress their relationship with you. And you get to a point where they're kind of like, what are we, what are we doing here? And you can choose at that point, like, okay, I'm going to pursue a romantic relationship with this person or no, you know what, we're just really close friends. And if you choose that option, then that is your relationship you are really close friends with this person and it just it like kind of remains that way. You can still talk to them afterwards. In a lot of other games, where you once you choose that option where you're like, actually, I'm not interested in you, then it's like there's no more dialogue options for them anymore. Mm. You don't have anything else to yeah. interact with them.
2: I kind of want to change my answer now and, and go talk about Pyre because Pyre has really good, um, uh, by Supergiant Games, Alleyes. has really good... Uh, relationship building in it as well. So I just feel like Supergiant Games are really good at the kind of, I don't know, it, it's not necessarily romance options, but it, it's growing a relationship with characters and, and um, uh, yeah, like gifting them things, kind of giving them some favouritism, but not necessarily it leading to you having a cut scene where you go sleep with them, you know? It's just like right. the connection you have with them yourself and that would lead to decisions further down the track. Because, like, in Pyre... Um, you know, for anyone who hasn't played that, you get to send people back to the surface world and never see them again. But it's like, do you send them back because you love them so much and you want them to succeed and be happy, or do you send them back, or do you not send them back because you want to keep playing with them and see where your relationship progresses to and see what you can kind of get out of them?
0: I like. All really good
2: with that, man. Yeah, well, I, well, I think
0: one giants one things that they untruth. get right here is knowing that there is a line between sort of neutral. And romance, there is a lot mm. of space between there, and
2: respect. Kind of like yes. what I mentioned with in the
0: RPG the games, it's it's really annoying when they don't have that re- like respect, kind of like respectful mm. friendship section, yeah. where Outer Worlds did, and like in you know, Hades and Pi do as well. Now with Hades, Keelan, you're playing more than me. Can I bang about Thanatos? Yes. Sick. Cool. I'm gonna. I'll keep playing the game. Yeah, that's the point of the game.
3: It is. I thought oh, they were
0: already banging these two.
3: Yeah, he's, he's, they're step-siblings, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, it, it's,
0: it's very front page of Pornhub, but <laughs> still.
2: It's not out of the ordinary for Greek gods.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Didn't like yeah, Zeus yeah. turn into a horse and fuck a goat or something like that? They're, they're mad for it. Look.
2: Zeus turns into a lot of things and fucks D- a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Friend of the show. This episode is rated R.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for really <laughs> horny. <Lots of>
2: content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, let's... Um, man, I loved Pyre. Jesus.
0: Let's move Let into go. a game that turned out to be hornier than I expected. Um, when I when I saw our, our, our good friend Mo Mocha streaming it on uh, her Twitch channel. Um, Lauren, what game have you got?
2: So I have a little, uh, little well-known indie title, uh, nicknamed by nicknamed. I mean, fully named Stardew Valley. Um, <laughs> I was
0: wondering where the hell you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> Called, F- <Fully> named. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Called SV. Called um, SV. Well, so Stardew Valley, right? You know, it's it's a little farming simulator kind of harvest moon resource management style game. You know, so you go into it, yeah you've been told you've got to take over this farm that you've got given from your grandfather, you know, after his passing, you got to, you got to fix it up. you got to make it, make it good. But what you also can do in this little town is form f- meaningful friendships and relationships with the town people. And that's a part of the game that is, is, is talked about a lot um, in the reviews and all this kind of stuff. But what I didn't realize at least when it first came out, so I started playing it after I saw a giant bomb review actually and, um, and I didn't realize the extent and how far these relationships with these other town folk go. Um, so when you kind of see the reviews, first off, you know it talks about the the lay of the land and, and building up your your farm and and um, like the the mining and the and the combat and all this kind of stuff to it. But when you go into the town, there's obviously like smatterings of um of town folk that you can talk to, like you know some who are like older like older people, like you know the mayor and the grandparents, and some that are actual children and all this kind of stuff. And then there are the, uh, I think there's five of each gender now, um, of town people who you can form nice relationships with. Um, and that's the side of the game that is probably the biggest part of it, to be honest with you. Um, it's just, I didn't realise how special this game was going to be to me when it came to forming relationships because um, you don't think too much of it. You know, you kind of... When you have meet all these different characters, they're very surface-level stereotypes. And that's fine because, I mean, that's kind of what games are really. You know, you have a jock character, you have an emo character, you have, like, a, a depressed character. Like, this is just kind of how these games go about. But when you kind of... Um, Start forming these relationships, these characters just like open up on these really deep levels that are honestly sometimes very depressing, and sometimes like they just like really tug at your heartstrings. And I think that's what good writing is in these in these type of games, is when you are um when you're playing these titles and they just make you care so much about these little characters that you, you walk past every day. And, um, especially when you're going through, uh, these areas and, you know, you're doing some, some combat, some mining, or, you know, just kind of exploring the land a little bit and you come across items and you're like, Oh, you know, Abigail would really love this. I'm going to keep this for her. I'm going to give this to her next time I see her. Or like when you're walking down the street at a certain time of the day and um, what's his name? I think Shane. Like comes comes walking by, walking out of the pub, and you're just like, oh, there's Shane. I'm gonna go say hi to Shane. And just like how these games can just sidetrack you completely with with how how you want to form these relationships with these little characters. Um, it's a beautiful little game. Made me very surprised. You know,
0: I was shocked uh, when it, when you when I found out you could form relationships in this game because yeah, I, I was watching yeah. Mo play it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's like a farming simulator game it's it's
2: mm-hmm.
0: kind of like animal crossing but you make a farm cool no i i it, it's fully about like you know what do you do who do you speak to to form relationships you can marry people mm-hmm. in the game i don't know it's that deep oh, yeah, and I, i'm kind of, of worried that if i play it i will not stop playing you
2: will, it you will yeah, exactly mm-hmm. that's, that's honestly that is why so when i first started playing it i think i probably put and i know this isn't these are rookie numbers, but I put about 150 hours into one farm on one account, um, and then when I made my own account on a on, on a separate um account, a separate Steam profile, I think it was, um, I put not maybe like another 50 into another one, and I've I've had various long marathon playthroughs of it on the Xbox, on the Switch, and on all different kind of areas. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think when when I first started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, these are townspeople, whatever. I, I knew from the Giant Bomb review I watched, I knew that you could romance them, but, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, eventually you'll tick all the boxes and it'll say, do you want to marry this person? I'll be like, yeah. Like, you yeah. know, eventually it'll be something like that. Mm. But I think um, what made this, because this was uh, my game of the year and our, our previous um, media sites game of the year for 2015 i think it was 2016 that it came out um was based purely on these relationships so i remember going through and kind of speaking to one of the characters he was a the football jock his name was alex um i remember just cuz he was always at the front when i went out uh walking through the town and i was like oh yeah, sweet yeah no i'll go talk to alex cuz he's just at the front um and after you interact with them a little bit, you give them gifts. You gifts they like as well. Um, they have gifts they they love, they like that are neutral and that they really hate. Um, once I gave him a couple of gifts and stuff, his star sorry his heart rating went up. And every character, um, every few levels you get like a cutscene, and I was not expecting a cutscene at all. And I remember you walking know. to the town, um on a day that he was at the front. So it gets triggered, you know, certain times of day, certain weather, et cetera, whatever happens. And a cut scene formed and he was just at the front and, like, you know, he made, like, a kind of a cute comment, you know, about my character. And I was like, oh, oh this is so nice. Oh, this is so interesting. <laughs> and so I did, I was like, okay, cool, let, let's go on from there. And let me tell you, it got freaking dark. Like, like suddenly I I was, um I went and saw him at night time, I think it was, and he was um, out the front talking to like a dog in a kennel or whatever and he started talking about like his abusive alcoholic father and how he used to beat his mum and now his mum's dead and his dad's in jail and he lives with the grandparents. And I was just like. The ah! fuck? And there's <laughs> one character, that Shane, who I mentioned earlier, full on alcoholic, he tries to kill himself at one point. And in Stardew like- Valley. Jesus. It's not sort even of dude. Mm-hmm. Like oh it's it's a it's a very deep heavy game like there's My god.
4: There yeah. are that yeah yeah there's some there's mm-hmm. some real shit in there. Like Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely.
2: And, um, <laughs> yeah, and so like obviously me being very emotional and emotionally tied to different characters, especially oh my god, when when we go to another game further than list, oh the amount of uh, hours I've sunk into the relationships in this one, but um as soon as that happened, that was it for me. I was like, I'm fully invested in this game. And something that they've fixed now somewhat. Um, so uh, I know um, Mo talked about this in a, in a tweet she posted once, but you get to the point where you can, you can marry the characters um, once you've really kind of gotten to that end relationship part. Um, but once they, uh, when you marry them, they move into your house and you can have kids and all that with them. And, like, as soon as you brought them into the house, they lost all their personality. So, like, I had Alex who was, like, this, you know, this jock dude. Um, and, you know, he'd be all there, like, oh, fucking football and whatever. Like, and, you know, he had his own um, way of speaking. And then when he moved into the house, I'd, I'd go up and greet him and he'd be like, hello, darling, how are you going today? Working Aww. on the farm today. And I'd be Ma- like, "Marriage, are you? Yeah, right, right. Skyrim
3: wife style.
2: Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I've cooked
3: you a pie.
2: Yeah, literally, like, (laughs) and he, so they bring their own, like, room into the house. They build, like, their own little room, which has, like, their personality.
0: I'm sorry, I'm just moving in. The big
1: room.
2: (laughs) There's, like, this room with a treadmill and shit, and the wallpaper had, like, soccer balls on it. And I'm like, what is going on? What is this? Um, they've since fixed that because that was a really big, um, issue that a lot of people had. So, um, one of them, one of the main, so I think the most popular male character, um, before they brought in, uh, they voted in a couple ones who were non-romanceable. So when they're non-romanceable, sorry, you can still get all their heart events and you can still build relationships. not just the ones you romance. Um, anyway, he's this absolute emo character who has like the emo fringe and he wears all black and black hair, black everything, plays in a band, Jesse. <laughs> um, wearing red
0: today, I have you know. Yeah, wearing red today. <laughs> the colour of
2: blood. <laughs> exactly. And he's really hard to get to know. Like the first couple of times you talk to him, you go, hey, and he goes, ugh. <laughs> and it's just like, I bought you some coal, sir. Please love me. And like, yeah, he would he would move into your house and he would say like, Good morning, my sweetheart. How are you? How was your? And it's everyone was like, "What the, what the fuck is this?" Doesn't What's work. It? No, it doesn't work. They since fixed it, which is really good. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just like, I don't know if it was the shock of how deep these things went, like these relationships went. But like, man, that it that made that game for me. I've gone and-, and if it wasn't already the farming and the combat and the mining and the mysteries around the town, like every like once you get to certain times of the year, little mysteries kind of pop up. You know, um. Little events and little stuff that make you keep going. If it wasn't for that, I like I probably would have sunk a lot of hours into it. But I think the shock as well of of what it is, what it, what the relationships really bring.
4: I think one of the best um, people you can become friends with is the homeless guy.
2: Oh, Linus. Yeah, because he
4: is so friendly. And is like massively ostracized by everyone else in the village because he's a homeless guy that lives in a tent just on the outskirts of town, and ah, uh, mm-hmm. he's creepy and smelly or whatever. But he's just genuinely really sweet. He's yeah. just like so lovely, and you're like,
0: why does everyone hate you? There seems to be a true groups of people: people who play Stardew understand it, and then people who don't understand it at all. Because I've gone on such an emotional journey with this game, having not played a second off it. I thought at first it was a farming simulator. Then it went to oh, I want to play this because you know there's going to be more than one hole on this farm, and now yeah. I'm going to be absolutely emotionally devastated by it. And I think I'm going to play it. It's you on Switch. That. It's on Switch, really right?
2: That. It is on. Yeah. Switch. Done. My yeah, next yeah, game. It's on Switch, and it's it's not like you can, um, you can kind of get everyone as well to a certain point. So you you can kind of romance them all and then make a decision at the end and then they'll hate you. Can you
0: divorce a character? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Ooh, okay.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Nifty. And you can also have um you can also have kids with them and stuff too, but I'm not I just I don't think kids are really I think the kids happen, but they just happen, you know? Like it's not
0: real, real life, yeah.
2: They don't you know, like just like real life. <laughs> real they don't life. really add kind of too <laughs> much to the end it's just like, okay, I have a child <laughs> now as well. So just imagine a little, a little a little thing.
0: The little dialogue box comes up and says, Oh no, the condom broke. <laughs> 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 Nine months later, oh no. Uh, well a shame. Oh god, no. Let's uh move on. Simon, you have a game that I've I've never played before. Undertale. Mm-hmm. What up?
4: Uh, so the fact you haven't played Undertale is a shame. Genuinely. Most it I is shame, to be fair. one of the biggest subversions of RPG tropes you could ever experience. In every way, every shape, every form, this game is awesome, and I wholeheartedly recommend it to basically everyone. It is a game where, essentially, what uh, there's referred to like three different paths. There's the genocide path. There's the neutral path, and there is the pacifist path. And it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I'm not, because essentially the genocide path is you kill every single character, like every single enemy you fight. Every single one. You kill all of them.
3: That's not what genocide means. Oh,
4: no. In this case, it is what it means. Oh, God. Yeah, there are (laughs) repercussions. And based on whether or not you kill people or don't kill them, you'll have different interactions with some of the bosses and some of the more crucial characters. And that also affects the boss fights in and of themselves. And there's a lot to it. There's uh, three different endings, and some of them are way more difficult in terms of combat, and the other one is way more difficult in terms of emotional investment because, oh my God, I was nearly crying at the end of the pacifist run.
0: Really? So when you say it affects bosses, are like bosses more aggressive if you go down the genocide route, which is a very strange thing to say?
4: Correct. (laughs) That is absolutely what happens. So there's even a couple of secret bosses which you can only fight on the genocide route, including Sans. Everyone knows Sans from Undertale, the skeleton boy. Yep. He can only be fought in the – actually, I don't think it's only in the genocide route, but – Anyway, um his boss fight is incredibly difficult.
0: So sorry, with the the pacifist route, cuz like you said like mm-hmm. throughout the game things will change. Yes. Can you kind of go back and forth a little bit or what do you on the pacifist route? If you kill one person, you sort of lost those options.
4: Yeah, pretty much. So if you kill like one life, I guess. like one one generic um enemy on a otherwise pacifist route, you'll get a lot of the same stuff, but the ending will still be affected. Whereas if you do not kill a single enemy, so during combat, you have your sort of stereotypical RPG stuff. You have fight, you have block, you have interact and items. And the interaction opens up a couple of other things. So it'd be like, let's say, for example, you're fighting a frog. You go, okay, I'll interact. And you can compliment the frog or you can go and pet it. And you, if you compliment the frog, it'll be like, "Ah, oh, the froggy blushes and is really appreciative of that. And then you get an option to spare the enemy. It's called mercy. And it will basically let you know when you can do that. And you spare the enemy and that's it. You walk away from the fight. You don't, you don't fight them anymore. You can still get items. You can still get money, but you don't fight them.
0: Can you do that with more like complex, harder
4: enemies? Oh my God. You do it with, You do it with everything.
0: But does that kind of make That's the a game, young. if you could just come up to a character and be like, hey, Frog, I like how you hop. And sort of just like walk past them. And you go up yeah. to like a. S- <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's,
4: it's random encounters in the same style as um, like some of the Final Fantasy games, where you're walking through a dungeon area and uh, all of a sudden you're in combat kind of thing. But are you,
0: are you essentially just skipping fights? Yeah. Huh.
4: And the game is designed in such a way that you can still, so you don't get any experience if you don't kill anything. But the game is designed in such a way that you can still finish the game without killing like, anything.
0: Where's the challenge? Like, where does the, the gameplay loop come down? I'm very intrigued by this.
4: Uh, it comes in in the way of defending yourself. So, um, let's say instead of complimenting the frog, you go to pet it. It goes, oh, I don't like that. And some of its attacks might be a bit faster and you have to avoid its attacks. <gasps>
0: Oh, okay, so they'll still attack you. It's not like you go up them like, and say, hey, you. cool skeleton, I like your hat.
2: Yeah. Jesse, like, oh, it's, it's like a little – a lot of the fights have like a little box, you know, and it'll be like um, a lot of things flying at you and you got to avoid them. It's not It's not yeah. like Pokemon where cool. they do an attack and it hits you. It's like you kind of have to be alert and do these little puzzles while you're okay. while you're choosing yeah. what to do. So there's still a challenge
0: yeah. to it, but then you can choose to yes. spare them and stuff. I like this. Is it a so long game? it might game? be like
2: one of those – like. Sorry, go on. <laughs> it, um,
0: it's not hugely long. It
4: depends if you want to do all three runs. Um, then obviously that does stretch out the game time a bit more. Um, if you don't, I'm actually just trying to find it in my Steam library now. Um, Thousand hours.
0: <laughs>
4: no. Uh, 15 and a half hours for one run through from me. So about 16 <laughs> hours um, right. for, for for a decent, decent playthrough. And yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, I just it's, remember this. one. It's part. really, so really
4: cool. It's mm. such a good game, and like full credit to Toby Fox for creating what became such a huge internet sensation, almost overnight. Mm. And you know the, the the dialogue's witty and funny, and there's obviously there's some slightly immature jokes and ha ha whatever. Um, but when you like one of one, one boss is hyped up. Um, this character by the name of Undyne, and you're like, oh, God, they are going to murder the crap out of me, even it though I haven't them. hurt anyone. I haven't, I haven't hurt anyone. Like, I'm innocent. I, I just, I don't, and they're like, you're going to have to fight them. You're going to have to fight them. And then you get to the fight, and you run away.
0: I think Rick, and it was then they a chase you frog down. You take nice frog.
4: <laughs> and then they chase you down, and you're like, no, I want to run away. So you keep trying to escape from them until they corner you. And then you're trying to essentially just defend yourself. And then another character that you saved earlier on and didn't fight will then come and interrupt and be like, Hey, whoa, 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 hold on, guys. I think there's a misunderstanding here. And uh, you get really, really good moments. And then you learn more about Undyne if you don't kill them and like how... They really enjoyed cooking and things like that. And it, it just adds so much to these characters. And you go from them being, are oh, these funny little 16-bit sprites to actual characters that you care about because you decided to not beat the shit out of them. You decided to try and be their friend. And you get to be their friend. It's really,
0: really, really well done.
2: Mm, Lauren, very, you're going to
0: mention a part of the game?
2: Very creative game. Huh?
0: You're going to mention a part of the game that got you? Well, spoilery
2: there's a dog couple there's a couple of dogs oh, yes
3: the dogs there's a
2: couple of pups and they were in my playthrough uh they attacked me but they were too busy loving each other they were like kissing each other and stuff it was like they went to attack but like it kissed, kissed his wife on the cheek or whatever yeah. and I, I i killed one of them i killed what the, the fuck the man, man the man dog i killed the man dog and uh the wife just wouldn't stop crying what, what? I had to leave.
0: Why did you kill him? Damn.
2: Felt like
0: it. We just learned a lot about Lauren. <laughs> yeah.
2: Look, I was I was playing it into, like, you know, doing a bit of both, bit a of, bit of column A, a bit of column B, and I think I got like, I was like, oh, what going to You can do here? a bit
0: of both of, if the options are murder and not murder. Yeah,
2: you Because once what? you I do a just, murder, just, you're no, a murderer. I can't. No, I can't. I, can. no, I, can. well, I mean, I can't.
4: Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> what I want. that's the neutral run where you you kill the generic uh encounters but you don't mm. kill the bosses and you get again some different dialogue oh, and you're treated differently and um it, it actually even affects like the towns that you go to when you go to a certain town depending on how many things you've killed like, or how please don't come in uh, yeah they please. actually will stop you from coming you're covered in blood. shops
0: this is horrific we saw you kill that much. dog, dog husband over there. Oh,
2: it was it was so sad. It was like they were just like in love, and I killed one, like I, I killed one of them, and then it was just like I go to hit the hit the the wife dog, and it was like she sobs. She's sobs like, "Don't worry
0: about it. I'm love. already dead I'm on like, the inside."
2: Yeah, literally. And then I'm just like, "I'm sorry." Anyway, that was a sad. That was like one of those things where you're like, huh oh, I want to see what happens," and then you just feel like I'm a monster and I deserve to be punished.
0: Well. Speaking of uh, games that can have uh, sad repercussions on the, the choices that you make, Sean, Telltale's Walking Dead. And I guess the Telltale games as a whole. Tell us about them.
1: Yeah, so Telltale games are decision-based games. Not much gameplay. Well, I mean, there is with timed, you know, press square at this moment. But they're story-based games where you control the dialogue, the relationships you make, where the story takes you, all on the decisions you make throughout the game. Uh, season one of The Walking Dead is what I want to talk about the most. That game came out, you know, the TV shows at the height. Telltale Games have come out a little bit. Everyone's digging it and it just completely took me away. I did not expect to get into this game emotionally that much. You, you play a guy called Lee. Mm-hmm. As, as you see on the video here, he ends up in, it's The Walking Dead, zombie apocalypse, you come across a girl called Clementine. He's just uh, going through some personal stuff um, and he <laughs> saves his girl. And personal and, stuff? Yeah, I wouldn't say personal stuff. Well, he, you know, <laughs> he's kind of frowned upon by the law at the moment because of some stuff that's happened and you find out more throughout <laughs> the game. But anyway, you, you help this girl and you meet people along the way. The decisions you make and who you talk to in what kind of way impacts, I guess, whether they live or die. It gets that, that full on. But um, the relationships in this game are really cool, not just for people that have jumped in fresh, but even for big comic dweebs like me that love certain characters and make appearances and you go from there. And I kind of like it come out episodically, which is a bit different, but also really cool because more so in the later games, um, it would give you a bit of time in between to reflect on your story when you played in the chapter, give you time to reflect the decisions you made and make you think like, fuck, I wonder if that's going to come back to bite me in the ass because I completely told that person not to bother with it, could they come back? Um, and a lot of them do. I like
0: the episodic approach to games because, like, the reason I sort of turned around to it recently, There's going to be a very strange comparison. So, you know, when the Marvel TV shows were coming out on Netflix, like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, they would all get dumped. So you would binge them all in a day. And all you really remember is, if, with Daredevil, is the first episode, the last episode, and the big fight somewhere in between. That's all you remember. So, the, you know, Come Monday, you're at work, you're talking to people about it. That's all you're discussing. But with the Disney ones, with WandaVision and all that, you have a week to discuss what happened. You have a week to theorize. I think that forced break between the episodes of the Walking Dead games, like you said, you can reflect back on what you've done. You could discuss with other people what choices they've made. And you add a lot of your own... Because you, you, you think about it so much, you put a lot of yourself into your decision, your choices, because they've hung with you. I think if they release it all as one, you you liked it, but it didn't have that mo- that time to like sort of marinate in your brain.
1: Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. give that time for it to, like your decisions to linger in your head. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I kind of like. I mean, the post apocalyptic kind of world is oversaturated you know, Everything's about zombies and all that stuff. But I really think that building relationships when the main uh objective in this game is survival and to survive makes it really interesting um pretty much not every episode but majority of them end with a decision where there's two people in die like they're probably going to die and you have to make the decision the hard choice who you're going to pick and like that's how the first episode ends there's two people and you're like ah shit we better grab her um we'll get him after no they're dead how he dare you, you, you save
2: Doug every time, yeah. Sean. You nah, save Doug I, every time. I'm sorry, Doug
1: died for me. Um, oh, yeah. Doug's best. Um, but then um, even the dialogue choices um, make you think of characters differently. Like, for example, there's a character called Ben that um, for some people they, you know, felt empathy for him and felt sorry, but I kind of thought he was a little shit. And there's a moment where... <laughs> You know, you he, can die. Yeah, he he he's gonna fall, and I let that motherfucker fall. Um,
2: yeah,
1: you did. Yeah, and he and you go down, and it's like, I wonder if he's all right. Did nope, he's got a big old nope. spike through his chest, and he's like, I'll be okay. You're not. You're not gonna no. be okay, man. Um, but uh, except
2: the the game, you know, like I guess kind of what we talked about before with the illusion of choice is one of those games where, like, I'll, if I talked to you when it was coming out, you'd be like, oh, I know, I saved Ben. But then he got taken down by zombies two minutes later. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, I let him drop, but he fell on a spike. It's like Ben's not meant to survive.
1: No. Past there, there, of course. Do the
2: other, other instant, characters you know?
0: reflect on that moment,
1: though? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, they'll comment on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll see yeah. how
1: you do something. I
2: mean, they'll make a comment. So yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, exactly. like, well, he, he could die either way, but they might be like, I can't believe you let Ben fall. But in mine, if, if Ben died... By getting eaten by zombies, five minutes later they're like, "Wow, Ben, really?" Wow, you know, guys, you see that? Died.
0: Fucking zombies! <laughs> oh
2: the shit! Zombies really whoa, crazy!
0: Whoa. Some sort ben of Walking Dead.
2: Like they always do.
0: <laughs> Some sort of titular Walking Dead. <laughs> Name of
2: the game. Could, could
0: you imagine us five in a in, in a zombie apocalypse? I'd be dead in like I've four discussed
2: minutes. This, Discuss this a million. times. I'd sacrifice you within the first four would, minutes. Yeah. I, Son of a I would. Bitch. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't live.
4: I no, would I wouldn't want you to, to suffer Jesse. That's all. I, I, mean, I would. would have have to- okay,
0: for one, Keelan would ditch us and live forever. Yeah. <laughs> like he would live for like 130 years somehow. He, he will live <laughs> longer in a zombie apocalypse than in a non-zombie apocalypse, I reckon. You know it. Um <laughs> Sean will take down the most in very quick succession. I imagine I, I, you'd like tying Knives to a skipping rope and just swing I around. I literally
1: head. have a replica negan bat behind me with the barbed wire and blood on it so i'm, I'm nice good to go. <laughs> didn't come with the blood did I earn that did not no um' the d l c Simon and I would kill each other <laughs> you yeah,
0: you'd find this problem. like why they why did they uh why did they die it's like oh Simon made a Final Fantasy reference and he just je snapped. <laughs> um.
2: You know, Jesse, it's free. <laughs> I can just imagine,
0: like Lawrence, sort of befriending 60. the zombies and just being kind of chill, chill about the whole thing.
2: I couldn't be bothered.
0: They didn't come to. It. They don't come to your country town. You're just like, I'm fine. <laughs> zombies are for War them city zombies. slickers. <laughs> yeah. Well, as long as nobody really sacrifices me and pushes me off a off a thing. Now, Telltale Games, uh, they're not something that I've really played. Um,
2: Get around Please this. Get do. around it.
0: It's, okay. Well,
1: oh, man, so enjoyable.
2: What
0: about is, is Walking Dead like the real standout when it comes to sort of relationship yeah, building or get anything else? Get close oh, yeah. To it?
1: Season one. Um, the Batman games are fucking good too. They're they're really underrated. They only did two seasons, but the stories that they did for that were original and very different. Um, the Borderland ones. Is, the Borderland one is amazing as well. Um, but, of course, Walking Dead is the big IP that everyone knew because mm. the TV yeah. series was fucking through the yeah. roof. And, um, Wolf Among Us is pretty good. I was going to say, how's Wolf Among, how's Among Us? As well? As well.
3: It's
2: uh,
0: pretty good.
2: It's pretty good, but season two was announced and then delayed and then cancelled and now it's mm. announced again, but nothing really has come of it. And then they
0: didn't they get rid of a bunch of people or whatever and then they announced and they went well, down fall? The, yeah. They
2: closed down the company.
0: So a bunch Teltow of people went
2: got shut down. Yeah. And then they got rebought by uh, re- I don't know, re- I thought it like I can't remember something like that. I know they um I don't I have no idea. But Yeah. Because no. I remember seeing thing, after
0: Telltale kind of closed down, and then it was suddenly a trailer for the new season of Wolf Among Us came out, and a lot of people were just like, um, "We worked on that. These are all the assets we made. What the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Don't know what's Something happening bad. there, but skybound.
2: pretty gross. Skybound? Maybe Skybound. Okay. The, the sure, thing why? that annoys
4: th- that I find frustrating with um, the Telltale games is that they don't offer true choice. They offer the illusion of choice. Agreed. And yes, yeah. there might be a little bit of an immediate repercussion versus a slightly longer term one, but overall it doesn't matter that much because yeah. they want to tell the story that they want to tell and the some of the details they don't care about, which is when you can save a character and they live through the whole thing because their ending that Telltale have come up with doesn't depend on that character. Mm. whereas they'll be like, oh, no, 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 so-and-so has to die. We can't have them be at the end.
1: Yeah, early on so, it was definitely like that, but as it got to, like, season three and four, there were characters that, like, for example, for me in season one that I let live, come back into it and continue that, but I had friends that had to play through and they never rocked up because, obviously, in their story they didn't make it. Um, so it was good yeah. that they kind of learned the lesson yeah, so- a little bit, but it was kind of a bit, you know, too far I on. I think Walking Dead's a
0: good property to do that with because there is a certain yes. inevitability to a lot of it because it doesn't matter what you say or do in this situation, people are going to die. So even if it is when there's options like, you know, do you grab Ben before he falls or not? Those options, the, the the outcome still makes sense. Like if, if this is like a real sort of situation, I guess, it kind of makes sense. There's a bunch of zombies around. If you save this guy, yeah, he may get eaten two minutes later. You still made that choice. Whereas in other games where you don't have such a sort of yeah like inevitable conclusion to a lot of people's stories, that can feel really fake. So I think it, mm-hmm. it it just works well with Walking Dead. But I see what you mean, Simon. It can, it essentially is a illusion of freedom, but that illusion of freedom works in this environment works, because yeah. there is an illusion of freedom that you're going to get out.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It, it works well for the medium, and I understand why it is the way to, that it is. But simultaneously, it's a little bit frustrating because, like, time and painlessly. Only, If only it mattered that little bit more. For yeah, you, but.
1: definitely. They do do some cool I think- Do do huh? Uh, They do do some cool things like, for example, (laughs) the Batman one. Um, In the Batman one, we all know Batman characters. It's a different type of 69. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I was saying before, I talked about poop. Um, In the Batman one, (laughs) one of the big lynch points in it is how you react to Harvey Dent and he turns into Two-Face or not and then in the next season of that, he's either just normal Harvey Dent or he's Two-Face through the whole thing and he's crazy. Like, yeah. And that, that, that. two face character cool. really cool. was like one yeah. of the main bad guys in season two, but I was good to him, and I didn't see him at all. So, so, so like his says, decision
0: to yeah. go to become two or not was really just a flip of the coin.
1: Yes, yes.
0: two face reference I've got one a, of them yeah, give the- So I like that. Nice. I think overall, with all of our with most of the choices we've discussed here, what we all want from games is a middle with, with relationship problems is a middle ground. Yeah, that's a, that's the big thing. We want to become friends with people, because once you get to like love interest or romantic interest with the character, you got nowhere else to go. But with friendships, mm. they can become a little bit more complex, and that complexity in a character adds a lot to how you connect with them. For the for you know for the better or worse. So let just let us have more more of your Pavardis in games. Pavardis is a sweet angel. But I think we should uh, wrap up episode 69. Yes. Nice. To wrap up there. So look like 69 we gave you a good episode so you think you should go on spotify and itunes and give us something back drop us a review subscribe whatever you need to do kill and check your head at me with that one fair enough <laughs> as always a big thank you to fan critical podcast network for all this support and for hosting us and all that type of stuff while you're on itunes and spotify and all other good podcasting services check out their stuff they had a bit of a relaunch recently got a bunch of new shows and they had a goddamn good time gonna keep up to date with all this, the video game news going around and Fingers crossed my ration & Clank review by end of the week. Why do I keep doing this to myself? StoryModeGaming.com. If you want to see when that goes up, make sure you follow us on social media at StoryModeAUS. That is Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Of course, we record these live on Twitch every Sunday night. We have a bunch of other streams as well. Gameplay streams. We have live recordings of Love Letters. That can all be found at Twitch.tv forward slash StoryModeAUS. And if you want to chuck a couple bucks our way, we are on Patreon. Just search for fan critical and you'll get access to a bunch of bonus goodies. I'm getting good at that outro. Guys.
2: Well done.
0: Episode 69, it was a pleasure.
4: Hey, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah,
0: it was. Nice. Um, I feel
2: comfortable.
0: Nice. <laughs> Sean, Keelan, Sai, <laughs> Lorne. Thanks again. Hope you guys had fun. Thanks,
3: thanks guys. Geez. Everyone Jeez. listening.
0: Thanks for joining. It. Everyone in the chat, hang around. We're going to... Uh, you know, stay around a little bit, do a bit of a post-show with you guys. Um, And if you're listening at home, hey, join us next time. Um, But in the meantime, play some games, stay safe, and uh, bye. Bye, bye, bye.
2: Bye. 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 Bye,
0: bye, 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 bye.